You're listening to Course Consideration, brought to you by your host, Ian Alexander Tash. Today's episode is a remastering of an interview that I did during my time at The Runner at CSUB. In this episode, I interview the now retired Dr. Carol Rowe. I originally had reached out to interview her about her class that she taught at a lower division level, Living the Green Life. However, as we talked, we realized that it would be better for us to actually discuss the environmental psychology course, which is a similar course, but at a junior level or up. At the time, I was really interested in the idea of a class that taught you about environmentalism, not from a climate position, but a psychological one. What does a class like that look like? Well, I'll let Dr. Carol Rook tell you about it. Could you introduce yourself to the listeners and tell them a little bit about yourself? I'm Carol Rock. I'm a professor of psychology at CSUB. This is about my 36th year here. And I have taught many different kinds of courses during my time here. But the one that I'm most heartfelt about would have to be the environmental psychology course. And then I teach some other courses in environmentally related areas too, which I developed as an interest and specialty because of the great need. Before I came to Bakersfield, I thought of myself as an environmentalist in the 1980s, but it was all in my head and I wasn't really doing anything about it. And then here, the need is so clear and I decided I wanted to teach about it. That's quite wonderful. So you actually mentioned the class I wanted to talk to you about a little bit, the environmental psychology class, Psych 3648. How would you describe that class? It can be described in several ways. One is that it counts as a general education self-course, and these self-courses are meant to be self-transformational and to give students an opportunity and a motivation and a likelihood to change their lives on a permanent basis and take something away from the course and their degree that they carry with them. So it's a course that psychology and psychology concepts and science, but it's also self-transformational. And in more recent years, I've also emphasized trying to help students through the assignments connect with their local community and with bigger issues of environmental justice and try to be a bit more optimistic in recent years about that we really do know how and what we need to change, we just, we need to get there. It's not all grim, but we do need to get a move on. Yeah, I completely agree. And that's why when I discovered that there were classes like Living the Green Life and Environmental Psychology, I, I really wanted to dive more into this class. So just to let our listeners know a little bit more about this class, what's the workload? Like, what should they expect when they go and do it? Okay, well, I would say it has some traditional academic load. So there's multiple choice tests, a couple of midterms and a final. But it also has several small applied assignments. There's one I call Know Your Community, where people go out and connect with a green activity or location in the community and write a report about it and then discuss it in class. Or if they find out about an environmental issue from a list of about 200 I have in the syllabus, they find out a little bit about that, bring it back to class, discuss it. But the huge thing is students take on a five-week personal behavior change project. 
and they are asked to make a meaningful change in their impact upon the environment. They measure their carbon and water footprints before and after the project to see for themselves that they've made changes in those areas. And, you know, as the years go by, impressing the urgency of this, that we all, we have to do this. We have to make dramatic changes in our life. It's still going to be a quality of life. It's going to be a different life. And so in that one, I urge them to take it very seriously and they keep data on themselves for five weeks and then write a report about it. And it's possible to still get a good grade, even if some things flubbed up, if they understand the psychology of why that happened. Why did I not find myself able to do that kind of thing? But lots of students make big changes. I'd, I'd be curious myself to try to measure, for instance, how much water has been conserved over years. Every now and then I get a student in the class who reports at the beginning that they take showers with the water running for two or three hours a day as a stress reduction. And so they're using thousands of gallons of water. And another kind of thing going on is more recently, since the vocabulary has changed from vegetarianism to plant-based eating, a lot more people are interested now in changing how they eat. And that has a huge environmental impact. So they're making a difference in their own lives and they're making a difference in the world around them. That's actually really interesting. Like the showers one is one I would have expected that a lot of people take long showers. But the the plant-based eating thing, I actually hadn't thought of as a psychological issue, like a changing of language. That's actually really cool to learn about. So I walked away from this already learning something. So that's awesome. Thank you very much for that. So... Obviously, yeah, there's a lot of self-transformational aspects in this class that I, I think is really cool. Not every class offers that. And you mentioned that it covers that self-requirement for GE. Who else would you say this class is for other than just people looking to fill a GE requirement? Well, it's a junior level class, so it's upper division and so forth. I would say it's for everybody. We're all in the sinking boat right now of loss of biodiversity and uh, we're all choking on the air pollution and so forth. So it's for everybody, but at a junior level or above. And, you know, it counts for itself. It counts in the psych major as an elective. It counts for people in the environmental resource management major and so forth. And I'll say that there's a faculty committee at the university right now who's trying to develop uh, an entire minor in sustainability and a new core course for it that would be sort of an interdisciplinary introduction and so forth. So I, I hope there's more available in the future. That that would be really interesting to see more environmentally sustainable programs here at CCB. I'm very happy that we have one, at least in the psychology department. I'll definitely make sure my psych major friends are listening so I know which elective to take. But that being said, though, do you have any warnings for anybody just about people who go into this class, like any preconceptions that they should put aside or just anything that they should just keep in mind before they enroll? I would say not so much these days. When I mean, I started teaching this course in some form or another more than 20 years ago. And when I was first teaching it, there was more skepticism and denial that there was such a thing as the climate catastrophe building at that point in time. And, you know, I get the society reviews back and here and here there be one and says, oh, she's an eco-feminazi. And there'd be another one that said, it's so unfair that we are subjected to this professor's personal opinion about what's happening to the earth when it's not really happening kind of thing. These days, I'd say most students come in with at least some vague awareness 
of the thing called climate change or the climate catastrophe and what that has to do with some possible danger looming somewhere in the future, somewhere. But I continue to be startled by how few of them seem to know it's happening now, it's happening to them, it's happening here, and they need to know that. So it's a serious course in that sense. But again, I try to also emphasize what this has to do with moving their quality of life in a more positive direction, such as being less poison and moving towards a more positive, greener community in all senses of the word and so forth. So, yeah, you know, I think they just, I would like to see students take it seriously, but they may come in rather clueless. And that sometimes makes students feel frightened and guilty, but want to deal with it. So when you say frightened and guilty, they might kind of just reject the material somewhat kind of going into it because of their fear of the matter or not so much these days it's more almost apologetic a lot of the times like oh i didn't realize this and i didn't realize that and i didn't realize this and i didn't realize this was connected to that and i didn't realize there was environmental injustice such a thing as that and, you know and i didn't know i was doing this so maybe so, more of like a climate grief then yes yes although you know it also attracts and it's fine Students who are green, some of them are greener than I am and are more expert about some areas of greenness. And those kinds of students tend to find it affirmative to have like-minded souls around them. Glad that there's that community sort of being built through this class then in a way, that exchange of information. That's a great thing. But how often is this class offered at CSUB? The course was only offered once this year because of my course schedule. It is going to be offered this spring spring of 2021 and it's going to be face-to-face and I hope but I have to negotiate it with my department I hope to offer it twice next year all right well that will be something for us to keep an eye on then to see where it's offered but at least next spring we know for those of us that are listening that's good so I have one more question for you about this class and it's a two-parter what has been your favorite moment teaching this course and your least favorite moment teaching this course? So many, so many. I have to say the one I still get the biggest kick out of is that there was a time one day I was just walking across the campus, minding my own business, and a bicyclist zoomed up to me. And the person went, you did this to me. And then started laughing, just laughing hilariously and took off the helmet. And I saw it was one of my former environmental psychology students. And she said, after your class, now I ride the bike everywhere and I'm vegetarian and I'm this and I'm that. And she just was laughing and she said her life was so much better. And so that was funny because of the way she presented it to me. You did this to me and I'm glad. <laughs> and then the worst, and this is repeated a few times here and there, every now and then I have a student who comes up to me after they've taken the class and been out of it for a while. They come up to me and they just sort of laughingly tell me that once the course was over, they stopped doing anything. And, you know, isn't that kind of funny? And as if they think, I will think that's funny. And I, th I think it's tragic. You know, I don't try to chew them out or anything. But that's, that. you know, that's a bad moment to think somehow it didn't get through. Thank you for checking out this episode of Course Consideration. What do you think? You ready to start plant-based eating? Maybe take less showers? Ready to lower your carbon footprint? Your water footprint, maybe? Maybe you need an elective for your psychology degree? Or maybe you need to learn more? 
Well, if that's the case, even though Dr. Carol Rope doesn't teach this class anymore, you can always still sign up for environmental psychology whenever it's offered. Thank you so much for tuning in to this month's episode, and I hope you consider tuning in next time.